0: trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
1: And with that, welcome to the Topical Resort for another week. As always, I'm your host Viper, and for the next two hours, I'll be kicking off your Radio Sega Live weekend the right way, by playing you the music of 2008's Sega releases. As always, let's get into the intro. So although covering years isn't really my gig, I wanted to cover a year on the show which is incredibly special to me, but it also has some absolutely fantastic tunes to showcase. So on this episode of the Topical Resort, we're taking a look at the titles released in 2008 by Sega themselves. The first is Sonic Rider Zero Gravity with Catch Me If You Can. And with that, this time, properly welcome to the Topical Resort. Last time, my microphone hotkey decided to not work, so it left me muted. Whoops. Okay, so I'm going to start this off by saying I can sense some people are going to want me to tell you what tracks I played, obviously. But, um, as we all know, it's a running gag that I cannot pronounce anything on this show. So, it's a track I know I can't pronounce. So, from Samba Amigo, Wii, that was. Okay, brilliant, brilliant stuff.
0: Una Guardiente.
1: Yes, you heard it right there. Brilliant. You can't even say I've g- pronounced it wrong now, because I have cracked the system. I have used Texas to speech so from somebody Amigo Wii, that was... Una Guardiente. Exactly, thank you for that one. <laughs> Before that, from Sonic Riders Zero Gravity, that was Catch Me If You Can, the theme of the Babylon Rogues. And now with that, we are into the Topka Resort, and yeah. So as you know, the theme of tonight's show is 2008 Sega Games, and... If you're listening to the podcast, you already know why. But if you're listening to the live show, you have to uh, you have to listen again. Basically, what happened is uh, I'm trying to say I wanted to do this episode because 2008 is a year is quite special to me in terms of games, but as well in terms of Sega, it had some absolutely fantastic soundtracks, which is why I really want to cover it. So, uh, there's a ton of stuff I didn't even know was released in 2008, and thanks to Electric Boogaloo who informed me, because Wikipedia decided to not include a lot of games that were released in 2008 on its own list. But, uh, Electric Boogaloo noticed this and he pointed me in the direction of Moby Games, who had a much better list, so it informed me there was a ton of stuff which I didn't know was released in the year, like Night's Journey of Dreams and... There are a few others. There was... Sega Bass Fishing. Samba the Amigo Wii. I actually didn't know that was released in 2008. I had that in my mind. It was 2007 as well. There's just quite a few things were released in 2008 that I didn't even know. <laughs> but yeah, um... I just posted it down in the chapter room, but um... The track from Samba the Amigo Wii that I'm not even going to try and pronounce it in fear of pronouncing it wrong... That track actually plays when you meet Sonic in the game, because um, there are two cameo appearances. One is from Sonic, and one is from Ooh La -la from Sonic the Hedgehog and Space Channel 5, respectively. Um, When you go to Sonic, the track choices that he has is actually incredibly cool. He's got... Off the top of my head, he has that track, which we shall not name. (laughs) Mambo number 5, Lowrider, and he had a DLC track, which was actually one of my absolute favourites in the form of Rockefeller Skank. I, I, I love Roca, Rockefeller Skank. So he had some great tracks, and uh, Udala had a few others as well. She had some really good choices in terms of tracks. But there's a lot of tracks in um, San Diego Wii that actually you wouldn't expect to be there, because like, unlike the first game, which was all sort of, you know, like your typical Mexican music, this branches out a lot more, which I actually quite like. But uh, anyway, it's time to stop rambling. <laughs> We've got We've got quite a few people down in the chat room currently who are correcting me because apparently I'm wrong. We've got Electric Piggly, we've got Shaddix, we've got Mick who just joined us, we've got Speedlover aka I.I., we've got Jamie, we've got Doan, and a bit earlier on we had CD ROM. But uh, if you'd like to join our lovely chat oh, and we've got Lost Impact. If you'd like to join our lovely chat room, You can go to radioacgf discord grab a username, or if you already have a Discord client and an account, then just open it up in your uh, app, and you should be all good to go, and there you can chat to our lovely community. So I wanted to take this first bed to actually talk about some of the games which were released in 2008, which I think are notable, but aren't released by Sega. So give me a second here, just to find the article for it. There was quite a lot of things, or major games, that were released in 2008, at least in my opinion. So, let's see. Okay, so, here we have a few games to begin with, in terms of important ones that weren't released by Sega. Let's see. So, in January 31st, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, the third title in the Super Smash Bros. series, was released. It's it was probably at the time the biggest game for the Wii actually because there was a lot of hype surrounding it months and months of build up and then it finally released and obviously it is technically Sega in case you couldn't tell we have counted it as Sega for this specific show and I talked about this a bit last week why have we counted it when we haven't counted other Smash Bros games in the past that's a good reason and we'll get into that in just a bit but um, yeah Super Smash Bros Brawl was released in Japan on January 31st uh... let's see what else we got down here Um, i'm trying to see because there were actually quite a few games yes of course uh... house of dead 2 and 3 even though i know this is sega they they were re-released onto the wii and probably one of the better light gun game ports honestly so it sort of set the precedent for other companies to do light light gun game ports because it did it actually very well of course, the uh, pinnacle of video games, Eminem's Kart Racing, was released on the 24th of March 2008. Really, it does not get much better than that. Ikaruga, the cult classic Dreamcast and GameCube game, was re released onto Xbox Live. So, if you're a fan of incredibly difficult shoot 'em ups, then go ahead and give it a shot. Mario Kart Wii, the 6th installment in the series, was released on April 10th to mass acclaim, and I believe it is still to this day the best-selling game in the franchise. Obviously released for the Wii, it's actually my personal favourite in the franchise as well, and I think think quite a few people prefer this one over the newer entries, myself included. On April 29th, the 4th entry into the Grand Theft Auto series was released for PS3 and Xbox 360. Absolute juggernaut of a game, massive hype surrounding that around the time, and... I'm not sure what people's opinions are on it, because I don't honestly really pay attention to the GTA series that much, but I don't think it's people's favourites, but I also don't think it's anyone's, like, least favourite. Like, no one calls it bad, but no one really, like, sings praise about it either. Uh, what else have we got? Not much. I know there was a lot, like, at the end of the list. Uh, let's see... Ah yes, Devil May Cry 4 was released on Windows on July 8th, Initial D Extreme Stage was released on July 3rd onto PS3, let's see what else we got, Guitar Hero 3 Legends of Rock was released on Xbox 360 on the 24th of July, I think that was only in some places, I don't think that was in all places, absolutely fantastic game, possibly like up there with the best rhythm games ever created, that is how good Guitar Hero 3 is. Uh, Shibigami Tensei, Persona 4 was released on July 10th, 2008, for the PS2. Um... A bit of an obscure one, but a bit of a one that is appreciated amongst the Japanese Nintendo community. Captain Rainbow was released on August 28th, 2008, for the Nintendo Wii, and it was never translated or localized, but it's... Basically, imagine Sega Gaga except for Nintendo, and that's sort of what Captain Rainbow is for Nintendo. Uh, Yakuza 2 was released on September 9th for the PS2. I actually somehow forgot to include that. Also, released in this year um, was the first two installments in the Rock Band series, actually. Released, or Rock Band 2 was released in September, and I can't remember when the first one was released, but both of them came out in 2007. Sorry, 2008. Uh September twenty second was two massive games. Kirby Superstar Ultra, which was a remake of the Super Nintendo game, my second favorite Kirby game of all time. It's a really awesome game. I highly recommend you check it out on the Nintendo DS, although it's a bit pricey. On the on the actual same day, Mega Man Nine came out on the WiiWare service. Mega Man Nine being the sequel to the first eight Mega Man entries and being absolutely massive because they hadn't made a mainline Mega Man game since the PS one since the PS one days. What else have we got? Sonic Chronicles Dark Brotherhood release on September 30th for the Nintendo DS. Yeah, n- n- no. Uh, this is an interesting one. On uh, October 9th, Super Sonic Acrobatic Ro- Rocket-Powered Battle Cars was released for the PS3, and you're thinking, what the absolute hell is this game? i never heard of this. You haven't heard of it, but you may have heard of the game that was later used as the, ba- uh, the game... Okay, let's try that again. You may have heard of the game which was actually based on this engine and this game is basically a prequel to. You may have heard of a little game called Rocket League. Yes, the incredibly famous and now well-beloved Rocket League is actually a sequel to this game and it was released on September 9th. Oh, sorry, October 9th. Uh, what else have we got? I don't think we have too much more, but that was sort of the extent of all the big stuff. Ah, yes, Katara World Tour released on uh, October 26th that's not as good as any of the other ones but still a pretty good entry all things considered (laughs) banjo kazooie nuts and bolts released on november 11th ouch on a slightly better note animal crossing city folk was released on the wii on november 16th a much better game left for dead released on the 18th of november for windows and xbox 360 I think that is actually it now yeah okay that is it so that was sort of all the big releases that weren't really a part of sega but were still considerable considerable and quite massive for the year shall we say i'm jabbering and uh, electric says uh mind of a mutant came out in 2008 that is true crash mind of a mutant did come out in 2008 i don't think it's as bad as everyone says personally but there we go I, I don't think it's a great game, but I, I think it's far from bad. I think people were just absolutely, like, burned f- of the Crash of the Titan and Crash Mind of Mutant games, because uh, it's not the Crash I know and love, but I still think they're decent games, just if they didn't have the Crash property tied to them, I think people would be a lot more forgiving on them. But yeah, anyway, that is that is it for the terms of 2008, but uh, up next we got a track, which as I said is from Super Smash Bros. Brawl, and why are we including this one? We haven't inc- included past Smash Bros. games. That's for a good reason, because past Smash Bros games have basically just included, or they've included Sega characters, because Sonic has been in both entries, or both Brawl and 4, and Bayonetta has been in 4, but uh, they only contain like reused tracks from other games, but uh, Super Smash Bros. Brothers is a bit different, because they created a unique remix just for this game, just to play on the Green Hill Zone stage. And this isn't just any like cheapo remix, this is a fantastic remix done by Jun Sonai. So even if you don't like Super Smash Bros, even if you don't like Nintendo, I'm sure you can put it past. I'm sure you can put it past, you know, and just enjoy this great track. So from Super Smash Bros. Brawl, this is Angel Island Zone, right here, on the Topical Resort.
0: Resort, send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8 or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiosc.ga forward slash Discord. Hasty History
1: Welcome back to the Topical Resort, right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard that was from Sega Superstars Tennis, and that was the main menu theme 1, and that was an awesome track by hashtag friend of the station, Richard Jakes. And uh, in case you didn't hear, or oh, Richard Jakes jokes, whatever you want to call him, if you want to uh, scroll up a bit in the Discord, I say scroll up a bit, scroll up quite a bit. Richard Jakes actually won last night, he won the... Game Audio Network Guild's Lifetime Achievement Award. So, congratulations to Richard Jakes because he's had a very good career in the video game industry, making some absolutely great tracks. Uh, Jamie asks, "Why is there So Little Superstars Tennis on the playlist?" It's really because there's not that many original tracks. Honestly, the only original tracks are really the menu themes and a like. There is some stuff we don't have. I know there's original remixes of Fantasy Zone stuff, for example, which we do not have. So, we should work on expanding it, and I know I have one which might not be an original track, but it might be, so I'm going to have to look a bit more into it, but um, I do have the full version of the soundtrack somewhere on my computer, so I'm going to have to sort of, like, comb through it, basically, and find which tracks are original which aren't. It's a bit of a pain. Before that, from Super Smash Bros. Rule, that was Angel Island Zone, a fantastic remix of the Sonic 3 original by Jun Sonoy. And now we are back, and now it is time for the hasty history segment, and it's where I go through the history of something relating to the topic of the episode as quickly as possible. So now, you would think I would go for the year, but that's a little too Sega Ages for my liking, so instead, I'm going to be doing the history of a few of the games released in 2008, and I chose one... one massive one and one meh one not meh's in the quality but meh's in like you know sort of uh how hyped it was at the time sort of how it's received now and all that sort of stuff so we're gonna kick things off with that one and this this is gonna be going for the history of Samba de Amigo more specifically the Wii version obviously so the first release on September 23rd 2008 the game came to be as Gearbox wanted to put the original game to Wii, and Sega gave them permission to do so with Sonic Team closely watching the development of the game. Unlike the original game which came with Miracas that detected the height they were being shaken at, the Wii version makes use of the Wii Remote and its Nunchuck peripheral, with the way the gate or with the way the controller is tilted determining, determining where the cursor is placed on screen. Although the motion controls mostly worked, I say mostly they didn't work all the time. Unlike a lot of critics claimed, they still weren't perfect and were very imprecise, making playing on higher difficulties much harder. I know from experience because I was playing it earlier today. Game, the game was given mostly positive reviews, but many points were docked due to the control scheme. The game overall sold 0.89 million units overall in its lifetime, meaning it didn't quite perform as well as hoped. So that was the lukewarm *Samba Amigo*. What about the uh, the absolutely tepid *The Boiling Sonic Unleashed*? So it's first released on November 18th, 2008. Development on the game started in 2006, with the new graphical engine used for the game, the Hedgehog Engine, being in development as early as 2005. The game was first revealed to the public due to press releases and an early trailer being uploaded to. Sega's FTP server of all things. Remember when Sega had an FTP server? Yeah, they closed that for obvious reasons after this game got leaked. The game had two main versions, the Xbox 360 and the Wii versions, with the PS3 version being a port of the 360 version and the PS2 version being a port of the Wii version. Gameplay was split into two types, the daytime and nighttime stages. Daytime stages involved the high-speed boosting action we've all come to know and love from previous games such as games in the Sonic Rush series, and the night levels which were played in a new transformation known as the Werehog, and their combat-heavy, slower-paced platforming sections. The game was panned due to the Werehog sections, while some critics commented on how much fun the daytimes levels were and how beautiful the 360 and PS3 versions were how beautiful the 360 and Wii versions look for their respective consoles. The game eventually went on to sell 2.5 million copies, which, while not as strong as other Sonic games, is still a very reasonable number. So that was it for the hasty history segment, and what is up next? None other than the Discord call- nope, it's not even close, don't even know why I said that. (laughs) The request resort. So for those of you don't know what the Request resort is, it's fairly self-explanatory by the name. It's where you can request any music relating to the topic of the episode. And my my have we got some, not my my is in the, the game, but my oh my have we got some great tracks in here. But I must say there is a little bit of an overabundance of Sonic tracks. But you can still request and change that. So if you'd like to request a track, go over to Twitter at Radiosega at Topical Resort at the Green Vaporate, or go over to Discord, radioacy.gm4 slash discord. Either of them, send us a private message on Discord, I'm GreenVaporate. Or you could do it through Facebook, facebook.com forward slash RadioSega. You could do it through an email, gmailcom Or you could do it through a RadioSega private message on the forums, I'm GreenVaporate, over there. But yes, tons and tons of Sonic music I had to throw in one of my own to... <laughs> I had to throw in one of my own to sort of break up the the Sonic hype. But uh, there's just one issue. It slightly relates to him... Just by the name alone, the track itself has nothing to do with him, but the name rings a bell. Yes, yeah, just shoot me a um a Discord message or whatever you want to do. Uh, chat room is currently going on about um, Shad. It's getting banned from Twitter because Twitter have this new rule in place where you can't say anything that sounds suicidal, even if it's jokingly, like because the bot will automatically detect it and you will get banned. It's not exactly the best system, to be honest. <laughs> on a much lighter note, Ai is talking about how much he wants a Dreamcast version, but he couldn't, he couldn't complete it. He couldn't complete it as the last few songs were practically impossible. Um, Sami Amigo has a really big difficulty spike, to be honest. Not just, on, I guess, on all versions, because the Wii version has a really big difficulty spike. But I still don't think it's that difficult. Just the control scheme makes things really difficult. The Dreamcast version I remember having a pretty big difficulty spike from what I played, because I played it on the controller, but I, I didn't think it was, like, too bad. Yeah, in general, I guess, um... In general, I guess, the, the Somebody Mika games are pretty hard. But, you should you should aim to get a Dreamcast version at some point, I but, uh, you know, perhaps when the wallet allows it, shall we say, because it's very pricey. Oh, you couldn't complete the Wii version. Yeah, the Wii version had a massive difficulty spike. That track, the one that I shall not pronounce, is like a massive difficulty spike. Because the rest of Sonic's missions, which are, are which are only available to play in the career mode on hard mode, aren't that bad. That track is just really difficult. That is where the difficulty starts ramping up. He said, "How can you complete the Dreamcast version? You don't have it." Well, I guess you didn't have the Maracas, but I didn't know whether you had like the disc on its own or something. Uh, you know, I haven't seen your Dreamcast collection in ages, so you might have just obtained some new song. Some new games since I last saw it Because the last time I saw it was like the first episode of the Dreamcast Hour So you need to keep me up to date on these sort of things But anyway, yes, you can request music during the the next song break But we're going to kick things off with a request By Electric Boogaloo, who funnily enough Got in his request very late this week Naughty Naughty Electric But despite the fact he only got in his request on Wednesday It was still the first request of the week so with that in mind, let's get into a track which isn't Sonic. Let's get into a track from the Wii version of Sega Bass Fishing, which also released in 2008. This is Crystal Springs. So when we come back, we'll be talking through our opinions on the games which released in 2008. But as for now, enjoy your requests. Request results. i just I don't want you to save me. You are not a hero. You are not a hero. That was Blue Hero from Let's Tap. As requested by myself. And before that, from Sonic Riders Zero Gravity, that was Through Traffic. That was from a new request. That was from Supercat126HD, aka Callum, because he goes by Callum in a lot of different places. Before that, from uh, Sonic World Adventure, that was Dragon Rave Knight, as requested by Shadix Croft. Uh, initially before that I played Chunan Knight, however apparently that wasn't the one he wanted, despite the fact he said Chunan Knight to me earlier on, but he he clearly said Knight Stage, meaning he wanted Dragon Road, but it wasn't clear at all, Dean. Don't lie to me. Before that, from Sonic Rider Zero Gravity, that was the core as requested by Lost Impact. I went with that one, because Lost Impact had a second request which was Seven Rings in Hand, which I thought would, uh, not go down well, so I I decided to, um go with that one instead and kicking off the block nope that that wasn't kicking off before that from sonic world adventure that was the world adventure the orchestral version as requested by jamie 64326 and kicking off the block was a track from sega bass fishing the wii version that was crystal springs as requested by electric boogaloo and that is such a cool little track right there we really need to get that soundtrack onto rs except there's no like clean rip of it actually Well, there is a clean rip, but the issue is it's on YouTube, and we don't really like to take stuff from YouTube because it's not of the highest quality normally. Um... (laughs) I have no clue what's going on in the Discord anymore, I've just lost track, to be honest, at this point. But yes, now it is time for the part where I just randomly talk about all of the games which were released in 2008, and my oh my there's some great games in this year even if the games themselves aren't great the presentation in some of these games is spectacular and uh, yeah let's read through our list so the first game on the list isn't exactly the greatest Beijing 2008 now you may be more familiar with another Olympic title which Sega made which is known as Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games which was, for the, which was for the Beijing Olympics however they did actually release Okay, uh, Electric Wiggler just told me that Sega Rally 3 actually came out in 2008. That's a fantastic game, so check out Sega Rally 3 considering it came out in 2008. Yeah, Beijing 2008, um, it's an okay title, it's not like fantastic, but uh, honestly I think you're better off investing in a copy of Mario and Sonic, because not only to have the advantage of being a great mascot platformer, and also have the advantage of being developed by Smilebit, now known as Sega Sports R&D, but in general I just think it is honestly the more polished game, and the cartoony visuals and the cartoony playstyle just benefit it more than a realistic simulation game. Crazy Taxi Fair Wars. Uh, this wasn't exactly the best game, and it didn't even have the best music. But uh, I still like what it, I still like it for what it was. Really, I, I'd recommend you check it out. Uh, let me just check on my shelf. Okay, yeah, it is the one I'm thinking of. Good. So, uh, the, the gameplay is okay. It's mostly a watered down port of the original two Crazy Taxi games, but the music is original because they couldn't get the licensing, once again, for The Offspring and Bad Religion. So they went with different tracks. And there's, like, in my opinion, about two good tracks from that soundtrack. The rest of them, meh. But, uh, yeah, I still recommend you play the game itself. Just maybe mute the music and uh, listen to your iPod instead. Or be even more authentic and listen to your iPod while listening to some Bad Religion or The Offspring. Golden Axe Beast Rider. Um... I, from what I've seen, this doesn't seem that good of a game, but uh, I'm sure someone in the Discord will prove me wrong here and say it's an absolutely fantastic game, but uh, I, from what I saw of it, I didn't really like it. But let's look it up anyway. Time for Type of Viper. I, I should actually pick up a copy, to be honest. Ooh, yep. Okay, so my opinion was correct. <laughs> 3.2 out of 10 from IGN, 44 from Metacritic, and 44 from GameFAQs. Ouch. Yeah, it's probably not the best game, but maybe someone in the chat will try and convince me that actually, no, it's an underrated gem. It's a classic. Because you never know. They might. Sometimes the reviews don't. Sometimes the reviews don't always get it right. Sometimes they get it wrong. Well, it's, it's nice, but it's wrong. Yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Initial D Extreme Stage. Um. Th- obviously, we all know Initial D. We all know uh, Eurobeat. We all know the fantastic music that goes with it. But do you know the games? Most people don't. Initial D Extreme Stage is a uh, racing game released for the PS3 in 2008, only in Japan. And here is a pretty good game, to be honest. I've never tried it. I meant to download it, and I didn't, so I can't really comment on this one. But yeah, it's Initial D. If you can find a copy of it somehow, check it out. But I don't imagine you'll exactly see one floating around in the wild, so maybe give it a miss in that case. Unless you have... You know another method of playing it. Oh, you dubious individual! A game that I absolutely adore, but no one else adores. <laughs> Let's tap for the Wii. Um, Let's Tap is a very interesting game. It aesthetically it is such a cool game. There is a game on this list that's slightly cooler though. I, lo- I love the um, like every track in this game is just stylish as hell and the menus, just the box art everything just oozes with style from this game and it was also the first commercial game released by Pope, also Prope which was the team Yuji Naka formed after he left Sega the first game they made was actually Let's Catch which also released in 2008 but I didn't include it because the music is literally 5 second loops it's not the best soundtrack of all time to say, to say the least but yes, Let's Tap is a fantastic game, actually. It's not the best. The motion controls do have difficulty, but just for, like, the creativity it shows, I'd recommend you pick up a copy. It is really cheap now, and it, even if you don't want to buy a copy, it's not exactly like it's difficult to pirate for the Wii anymore. Uh oh. and Sonic the Olympic Games for the DS. Um... This is the ultimate pranked moment, because Mario & Sonic at uh, the Winter Olympics, the Wii version, despite the fact the games were in 2008, it came out in 2007. However, the Wii version, the, the, Wii- the DS version came out in all territories on the DS in 2008, so it's officially classed as a 2008 Sega game, and I had the DS version, and don't get me wrong, it's, it's certainly not a good game. <laughs> It's nowhere near the quality of the, um... Wii version. And, quite frankly... I still think it's a good game, but... It's nowhere near the quality of the Wii version, or... The even better quality, which is Marantonic at the Olympic Winter Games for DS. Because, you know how much I bang on about that game. I love that game. This one's okay. It doesn't have a story mode, it doesn't really have anything. It's just sort of a minigame collection, and... Unlike the Winter Olympics, the games aren't a lot of fun. But I'd still recommend you check it out. It's worth your time, I'd say, but not as much worth your time as the, um, Wii version, because I think that's a fantastic game. Nights into Dreams. Why is this here, you may ask, because it's not the HD re-release, and it's not the Saturn version, and there were no other releases, you might say, but you are wrong. Dead wrong. Because in 2008, Sega of China developed a PS2 version of Nights into Dreams, and... It's not its not exactly like a mind-blowing port or anything, but this is the version that the HD version is based on, so it's still pretty good. Funnily enough, this is the version which bridges the gap between the HD and um, Saturn versions, because it has a lot of features of the HD version, such as like higher quality models and um, f- forgetting all the Christmas Dream stuff. But on the other hand, it still has stuff from the Saturn version, which isn't in the HD version, like the save file menu and the options menu, all of which were changed in the HD version. So it's sort of like a weird in-between of the two, because it doesn't change everything like it does in the HD version, but it doesn't keep everything the same as if it was the Saturn version. So it's a weird, odd game. You're probably not going to find a copy of it in the wild, So if you're a Knights fan, import it. Otherwise, just play another version of the game, I'd say. Also released in some territories in 2008, Knights Journey of Dreams, no, I can't say it's exactly my favourite game, but my opinion has changed on it. I, I used to um, go on massive rants about this game, if you remember, on the Dreamcast Hour. I don't hate the game, but I just don't particularly like it. I don't think it stacks up to Nights nice into Dreams at all. The quality isn't there, in my opinion. There's still some like, absolutely great aspects to this game. Like, some of the levels are really awesome in design. There's great music. But, like... T- I don't know they just changed too much of my liking the characters felt whiny the voice acting wasn't actually that nice the new designs were, n- were quite nice but I didn't like them as much as the old designs in general I just felt like they downgraded a lot of stuff but there's still some really great aspects to this game and it's still fun at the end of the day it does still have that nice charm to it but on top of that there's also stuff like the filler and the motion controls because there's a lot of filler in this game but I'd still recommend it but uh get a a cheap copy of it, do not pay that much money for it in my opinion, but there are some people who love this game, so you can't really take that away from them. Res HD. Now this technically isn't a Sega game, because although the original Res was created as work for hire, Res HD is completely owned by Q Entertainment. So it shouldn't be classed as a Sega game, but I classed it anyway because the original one was a Sega game, so damn it, let me have this. Res HD once again is a, a sort of weird in between because it adds new stuff that wasn't in the Dreamcast or PS2 releases, but it doesn't have stuff that's in Res Infinite, such as Area X and a few other bonuses. So it's like that weird in betweeny release of Res, but it's still fantastic in my opinion. And I just want to check: this was 2008, wasn't it? Because I, I want to do a double check. I think it was. So, I, th- I think it was, but I'm just starting to get paranoid because I feel like it could have been 2010. Okay, yeah, it was 2008. I don't know why I had in my mind it was 2010. Eh, whatever. Let's go into the chat room and see what you guys have been saying. And also, hey, Veritex has just showed up. And he says Beast Rider isn't a bad game. Once again, opinion, you know. We don't, we don't hate people's opinions. People just don't like Beast Rider because it's not like the previous Golden Axe games. Oh, I'm laughing at something electric posted. God damn it. I said, first commercial game released by Pope instead of Prope, and he posted a GIF of the Pope. Mm, okay, so just reading through this, and a lot of people are saying that actually it wasn't that bad, but then you've got people who are saying it was horrible. And then, uh, speaking of Nights in Journey of Dreams, people said they either love it or it feels horrible. It just. <laughs> it's very divided. This, this chat room I, I sort of sense this because you know obviously not everyone's going to like everything and not everyone's going to hate everything but there's a lot of games in here which are very like opinionated a lot of people say they love them a lot of people say they hate them in 2008 <laughs> the next one is one of them somebody amigo for the Wii I adore this game but I, I still can see its issues I love the presentation of the game, even though some parts aren't that great, like, um, for example, like, some of the menus are a bit blurry, and they look a bit stretched, but then there's other parts of the game which are absolutely fantastic, like, for example, as I brought up in the Discord earlier, the Sonic level in this game looks gorgeous, it looks so nice, like, really high detail, looks fantastic, and in general, I think the environments in this game look really good, same with the uh, Space Channel 5 level, but on the other hand, they they mess up stuff like the UI, because the UI looks stretched. But, the environments look gorgeous, so it's very mixed in that department, and also very mixed is the motion controls, because, as we were talking about earlier, they either work, or they don't. There's no in-between. There's no, it sort of works. And, this becomes an issue on harder difficulties, because it's very inaccurate. Basically, as I mentioned, it's... ...based on how you tilt, not the height of your maracas. This becomes an issue because there's a lot later songs when you're playing on hard or super hard mode... ...which are the modes I play on. Whoops. Um, Where you have to switch back and forth so you have three lanes in San Diego as you know you have like the top row the middle row and the bottom row there's quite a lot of songs where you have to switch back and forth between the bottom row and the top row on hard and super hard like multiple times and it gets really lost and it's just impossible to play on harder difficulties but at the same time I love the presentation I love the music choice the music choice here is so good really do love it and the presentation's nice but uh (laughs) the some parts looking very odd And on top of that also the motion controls, I can't really say it's a good game, but I still absolutely adore this game I I spent hours and hours on this But I I still wish I could get the Dreamcast version because it is the better game But I still I still have my fondness for Samba the Amiga for the Nintendo Wii Speaking of Wii games or Wii games based on Dreamcast games Sega bass fishing. I hear this is pretty good, but um To be honest, what's the point of Sega bass fishing if you don't have a rod? And you can get like, the rod attachment for this. Like, There's a third-party rod made for the Wii. But it's just not the same as playing with the Dreamcast rod. It's just different. It, that's the whole fun of Sega Bass Fishing. Trying to reel it in as quickly as possible. You can't really do that on a Wii, even if you buy like some piece of plastic third-party Wii Remote Grip. It doesn't feel the same, but it's, it's still a pretty good game. I'd recommend you check it out. Sega Rally Revo. Fantastic game. I don't actually remember too much about Sega Rally Revo. Uh, Sega Rally. Should I remember which one this is? Oh, that's a lie. I have played Sega Rally Revo. Fantastic game. I really do enjoy it. I haven't played it in years, though. Like, last time I played it was the P- PC version? Was that a thing? Yeah, it was. Yeah, um. The PC version, like, back when it first released, was the last time I played it. I haven't played it in ages. I should get back to it because it was a lot of fun. Yeah, check out Sega Rally Revo, especially since it's quite cheap nowadays. Sega Superstars Tennis. Another fantastic crossover released in 2008. This one did really well, actually. This was, like, one of the best-selling third-party Wii games. In fact, one of the best-selling Wii games in general for a very long time. Because they... they struck perfectly with Sega Superstars Tennis Because what I mean is It came out in 2008 and there really wasn't too much To play on the Wii in 2008 Not just for uh, ga- not just for you know like, uh, like, Hardcore gamers but for your casual audiences As well So it struck perfectly because the gamers went Oh look a new Sega crossover game And the casual gamers went Oh look a, a tennis game for the Wii That isn't Wii Sports Tennis Which is basically a waggle fest So, it capitalized on both markets there, and it's absolutely genius because, like, for years, every Wii console was bundled with Sega Superstars Tennis. Because you can't. Motion controls and tennis go hand in hand. So, naturally, Sega Superstars Tennis was around for ages, and for good reason. It's a fantastic game, and even though Mario Power Tennis, which supported the GameCube game, later went on to replace it in most bundles, I think Sega Superstars Tennis is the better game. Not just as a Sega fan, I think mechanically it is the more solid game, and it has the more fun game modes. Speaking of fun, the absolute opposite of fun. Sonic Chronicles The Dark Brotherhood. This is not a good game. This is a dreadful, awful game. Like, really bad. Um, For starters, the music sounds like it came fresh out of... I don't know, it doesn't even sound like it'd come from like an 80s home PC. It sounds worse than that. Beep, 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 beep boop. It's, it sounds like a robot having a malfunction. That's just how bad this music sounds. On top of that, the game itself is just really boring. Since it's made by Bioware, you'd expect it to be good, but it's just a dull RPG that doesn't really do much for RPG fans or Sonic fans. Uh. But yes, uh, Sonic Chronicles of Dark Brotherhood, definitely give it a miss. Avoid that, like the plague. Games that you shouldn't avoid like the plague, however, is the next two, but especially Sonic Rider Zero Gravity. Now, this reeks of early Wii game. The models, just like Sam Amigo, are very low quality, and you'd think, based off of that, that the game would be, like, a very horrible like, dreadful experience, or... But, no. It's a really fun game, but I think the main standout for me is... A lot of people seem to be surprised when I say this, but, aesthetically, Sonic Rider Zero Gravity is my favourite game. This game oozes with style, and I said Let's Tap did, but this does even more. Like, the... Like, as soon as you just, like, boot up the menu, like, you, you see, like, the blue... I don't know how to describe it, you get, like... All this sort of blue technology-looking stuff. You get the music, which fits perfectly, like that technology theme. You got the zero-gravity stuff, which ties once again back into that. You've just got so much stuff, which just like completely secretes style, and that's what I love. Like people say, Persona Five, like stylistically, is such a gorgeous game. And I love Persona Five the way it looks, but Sonic Riders Zero Gravity, especially for the time it was released, a late PS2, early early Wii game. ...is gorgeous. I love it. Except for the graphics. The, graf- <laughs> the graphics are okay, but like the menus... ...just the way like the UI looks is fantastic. And the music is great as well. All has its own style. I'd recommend you give Sonic Rider Zero Gravity, or... ...I'd actually prefer to call it Sonic Rider Shooting Star Story... ...which is the Japanese name, which once again... ...sort of ties back into the game, because... ...shooting star stuff. And ties back into the aesthetic. I'd recommend highly... ...do pick yourself up a copy the games that I love, but unfortunately not a lot of other people love, is Sonic Unleashed. In this, in the recent years, this game has gained a cult following, but there's still some people who don't like it, really. It's, a lot of people say this game is the plague, which I personally disagree with. I love the daytime levels, and although the nighttime levels are a bit clunky and a bit too action-heavy for my liking, when you get to platforming in those nighttime levels, oh, the platforming is so much fun. Like... My favourite level to play as with the Werehog is the Spagone... Nope. Rooftop Run. I'm not going to make the same mistake Shaddix made. The Rooftop Run Night. Because right at the end, there's like this clock tower you have to climb up. And there's so much platforming. It is really a ton of fun. So I'd recommend the 360 and PS3 versions because they look gorgeous. And also the daytime stages are really fun. However, I'd actually recommend the Wii version, believe it or not. Or the Wii and PS2 versions. For nighttime levels, because these nighttime levels are really fun. Like, they're more platforming based than the Wii version, uh, than the 360 version. And there's actually less enemies. And even though they're still enemies, they don't have health. Or they Okay, they do. They have very small health bars, which is really nice. So, very really small health bars, much more platforming. And people complain because uh, there's more night levels than day levels in, in the Wii version. I honestly do not mind because. The first, like, every time I come back to the nighttime levels in the Wii version, I'm like, Wow, unlike the 360 version, I'm actually having fun here. So, which is why I personally don't mind the night levels, and why I say you should check out both versions of Sonic Unleashed, given the opportunity. Even though I think the, overall the 360 version is better. Better presentation, better levels, better graphics, all that sort of stuff. Super Smash Bros. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because this wasn't a Sega game. However, it contained a remix of a Sega track. Some the Hedgehog was included as a character in the game, with uh, Green Hill being a level. A few Sonic tracks being included, and the other things were Shadow the Hedgehog was an assist trophy, so basically a trophy which you can summon, which helps you fight the enemies. And he was also included as a, just a normal trophy, just a trophy to look at. And there were a few other Sonic characters like Super Sonic and Tails and Knuckles, who were also trophies. Super Smash Bros. Brawl is a great game, and um, I know a lot of people wouldn't call it a fighting game. That's a debate for another day, and I know a lot of people don't like Nintendo, but I, I love Super Smash Bros. Brawl. It's really that game that defines 2008 for me, personally. And it's still my favourite Smash game. No matter how people say, like, Oh, the tripping mechanic, tripping in a fighting game should be a thing. I, I I know that's annoying, but at the same time... I still love this game. I love the presentation of it. Like, once again, 2008 had some absolutely fantastic games in terms of presentation. Presentation here is so nice. Like, that sort of grand orchestral theme. And don't worry, Electric. We're getting to it because I know you've pinged me about it twice now. The House of the Dead 2 and 3 Return. So this is a Wii re-release of The House of the Dead 2 and 3, both of which are fantastic games, now brought to the Wii with light gun support, or no, sort of, um, what's the Wii's word for it? The sort of Wii Zapper support, which means basically you can emulate the light gun at your very home. This was before PS Move was like the go-to for light gun games. Fantastic ports, fantastic games, need I say anything else, buy them Now. Valkyria Chronicles I, I don't have too much interest in the game personally just because I'm not an RPG man, but I hear I hear if you like RPGs, this is absolutely one of the finest you can go for. Not even just in the Sega community in general. Valkyria Chronicles I hear it is an absolute classic. Yakuza Kenzen, I actually don't hear the best things about this, but if you're a Yakuza fan, you should check it out because the spin-offs are just as important. As the main games, if you're a fan, you know, you can't just play the stuff you want to, you've got to play everything. That's sort of what being dedicated is about, after all. Anyway, now it is six, six pings, really. <laughs> but anyway, yes, now it is time to get in some more music, and when we come back, we'll be getting into the topical thesis. And I'm running really behind time, whoops. <laughs> to gonna kick things off of a track room night's journey of dreams. So from that game, this is Merry Memory Go Round right here on the Topical Resort.
0: Cool
1: and welcome back to the Topical Resort, right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard that was from *Mario Sonic at the Olympic Games* the DS version. That was the theme of the trampoline, and I love how such a jazzy little bouncy track that is right there. Before that, from *Nights Journey of Dreams*, that was *Merry Memory Go Round*. I hear from a lot of *Nights* people that that's their favourite track from that game. But, yes, I haven't actually played that one on the show before, somehow. I normally play, um, my go-to track is normally Queen Butter's Ball, actually. Not that one, but I decided to go with that one because I absolutely love that track. And yes, the topical disease, that joke will never die. Uh, Yes, it's time for the topical thesis, as you were just told. And I don't really have too much time because we really need to move on. Today's topical thesis, should Sega keep doing or stop doing throwbacks to older titles? So normally I give my three points for my three points against, and come to a justified conclusion. But today I've put it into two different categories. I put it into why they should keep doing throwbacks and why they should stop doing throwbacks. That in mind, let's see why throwbacks are maybe a good thing for Sega games. This is a good one, and one that makes people feel happy. It reminds people of the positive memories they have for past Sega games. On top of that, they can also be implemented in a way that actually doesn't feel cheesy, because one of my main issues is sort of how forced and cheesy they can feel in a game. Sometimes they just don't really add anything to it. And they can be implemented... Nope, that's the wrong one. And callbacks such as remade levels or old characters can add new depth when they're implemented correctly, while still being a reference. So, I think a good example of this is actually Green Hill Zone in sa 2 because obviously we all know that's Green Hill Zone from Sonic 1. But yet it's still remade into such a level... To where it feels like a cool bonus... Like they do it in such a way to where it doesn't feel forced... But it's like oh hey here's a nice bonus... 10 years of Sonic and all that sort of stuff... Congratulations for 100% in the game... Compared to just like having Green Hill... Just like randomly in the middle of the game... They do it in a way that actually feels meaningful... So perhaps more meaningful... um, More meaningful references and callbacks... Might be the way to go ahead... But here's why I think they should stop personally... Many recent Sega games have made multiple callbacks to older titles and I think the concept is getting worn out. Fairly self-explanatory, Like too many games reference Green Hill now as an example, I think it's getting worn out. I think they need to reference other levels if they they feel the need at all to reference stuff. Some games overly rely on the nostalgia factor. Actually, one that may, may be a little bit unpopular here but I think relies too much on the nostalgia factor. It's not a Sega game, it's Mega Man 9. I feel like it relies too heavily on nostalgia, in my opinion, like, it's it's sort of like banking off of people remembering the original Mega Man games, rather than just sort of doing its own unique thing. It ties into an old game from an old series, rather than perhaps a new Mega Man series or just calling it something else, but no, they tied it back into the original series. Also, a few callbacks are nice, but I'd personally rather have new games which are focused in the present. ...rather than the past. I, I like the way I worded that, but it's fairly self-explanatory. I, I don't want new games to be all about the past. Obviously, you can do like history games like like Sonic Generations, but... ...if it's a new game, as a general rule of thumb, I feel like it should be... ...you know, new game, new content, not new game, old content, surely? So what's my conclusion to this? So, although I love looking back at the past and all the great memories I have of the past... At the same time, it's bad to look back too much. Although I do enjoy a callback to a title of the past every now and then, an over-reliance on said callbacks can feel lazy, as well as a cheap way to win back the audience. If implemented correctly and not too frequently, then I don't mind new games having references to older ones, but for the most part, yes, I'd prefer it if Sega stopped relying on referencing older titles in their newer ones. What's your opinion on that opinion? You have many different places where you can get in your opinion. You can get it in through Twitter at Radiosega at TopicalResort, Resort at the Green Viper 8. You can send it in through Discord, G 4 slash Discord. You can send it in through Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Radiosega. You can send it in through an email, topicresort gmail.com, or you can send it in through a Radiosega private message on the forum site and Green Viper 8 over there. All those different places are where you can list your opinion, but as for now, let's see what you guys have said. Nothing. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, oh, okay, we got something from uh, Callum on the Twitter. He says he wants a mix, but not too much of the same. I, once again, Green Hill's a good example. Good mix, you know, it's fine to have a callback to an old game if once in a while. But when you do it too much, and when you do the same thing over... Like, the same level or the same character or something over and over, it's just it's just worn and old, it just gets stale and boring. At least I didn't say opinion a lot this week, are you sure? Because I'm fairly certain I did say opinion a lot, and you seem to miss it because that is the running gag. You've just only just you've only just noticed that it's the running gag. <laughs> that's, that's how out of touch Jamie is right now. Anyway, we don't have too much time to delay because we do need to get some calls in. So let's kick this block off of a track from Let's Tap. Let's tap the future tapping game. A lot of people only know Papa Papapaya, aka the main theme, and not many people focus on the other tracks. But there's some great tracks, such as the one we had earlier, Blue Hero, but all of them are fantastic sort of wab wab wob tracks. So let's get into another one. From Let's Tap, this is Violet Interspace, and when we come back, we'll see you with the Discord call-in. But as for now, enjoy the music.
0: An episode and want to catch up, want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega media section, subscribe to us on iTunes, or stream the show through Stitcher.
1: <laughs> this music means that I really do not have enough time for Discord calling. I-, I do apologize, but um, Normally I would go ahead and do it anyway, but we're on an incredibly tight schedule tonight because, as you know, we've got Sega Mix Drive right after me, then we've got Chaos Control Center right after Rexy, then we've got RSN Live right after (laughs) the Chaos Control Center. There's just a slight issue because um, one of the people in this chain doesn't like people to overrun into the slot where the other three people don't mind people overrunning. So This means I can't overrun... So, I've instead got to bite the bullet and remove the call-in. I apologise. The call-in will properly be back next week, I swear on it, because it has been two weeks now about the call-in. I really do apologise. Yes, we we definitely need it back, as you'll see a bit later on, but um, before I go into the Toppy Mix, I'm going to give you another few responses which I received to the question. So, Jamie on Twitter said that, he thinks they should keep them going, but just lower the amount of throwbacks and try to release new titles to the games they throw back to. Like, for example... Let's take Sonic as an example. Let's say, you know, there weren't really that many Sonic games. It was just like the originals and now some new ones. They should still make references to the old ones, but still continue to release new ones that aren't dependent on the old ones. Let's just take that as an example. Anyway, yeah, let's, let's listen to the sick tornado defence. I will in a second, but anyway, uh yes... <laughs> Um, Rapid Run said... He feels like there should be a 15-20% to 20% amount of nostalgia, and the rest should be brand new content, which I also agree with. But yes, that, that's pretty much it. Anyway, <laughs> I still don't have time, so I can't air the chill out, no matter how much that will become a meme, because that will just make things go even slower. But yes, as you can hear, this is the Tornado Defense first battle from Sonic Unleashed in the background, and I thought this would be appropriate, considering this is one of the games on the list. However, next we're going to be going into the Toppy Mix, which is where I take a Sega track that's not related, to the, not related to the topic of the episode, a remix related to the topic of the episode, and a non-Sega track not related to the topic of the episode, Except if I lied. The non-Sega track is slightly related to the topic of the episode. Anyway, uh, since, since everyone wants to listen to Tornado Defense, and I do as well, before we go into the Toppy Mix, let's listen to the end of Tornado Defense First Battle. Enjoy the Toppy Mix.
0: scratching okay. the talk- topic
1: What a absolutely beautiful track right there. That one really does it bring the memories flooding back from Super Smash Bros. Brawl. That was Bramble Blast, which is a, which is a, a range of Stickerbush Sympo- Symphony from the original Donkey Kong Country. I'm surprised it took this long to feature a track done by David Wise on the show, but it took 51 episodes. And this particular arrangement, as Electric Boogaloo points out, not more Japanese. No. I have to actually pronounce this one as well. This arrangement is done by... Mishiko Naruke Naruka Naruke uh, just, just person person who makes video game music I don't know no matter how I pronounce it I'll find a way to pronounce it wrong trust me I don't have google translate to help me out this time <laughs> but yes, before that was a mashup by Logie. That was Windmill Isle Day, Something Jazzy Remix. A lot of people in the chat room were... Oh, it's from Donkey Kong Country 2, that is right, sorry. Um, A lot of people were baited by that one because they thought it was going to be the... Um... Oh, I can't think of the Ollie King track name now, I'm going to have to look it up. It's a remix for the main theme. Yes, the uh, Border 70, Something Jazzy for Your Mind Mix. So, th- the end of that track... Has the same melody as Windmill Our Day. So a lot of people go, oh, oh look, when, whenever the Ollie King play track plays, it goes, oh, look, Windmill Our Day, except for the fact Ollie King came out f- like 2003, so it came out like five years earlier. But yes, a lot of people. It's led a lot of people to think they sound incredibly similar, so naturally a mashup was made. And kicking off the top of mix there was a track from Sonic 3D Blast, the Mega Drive version that was the credits theme. And as Electric Puglue pointed out, it's no You're My Hero, but it's certainly a fantastic track. And I love that track. And in fact, you can actually hear a little bit of um, this in you- You're My Hero. I, c- I can definitely hear a bit of that in-, in the Saturn version of the credits theme, to be honest. But yes... So that was the end of the episode. Thank you so much to everyone who has been listening for the past two hours. Up next is Rexy with Sega Mixer Drive. For the next two hours, playing the best Sega remixes to fill your Friday night with awesome music, of course. But uh, as for me, because I'm not Rexy, what's happening with me next week? And that's a good question. We finally reached... I say finally. It doesn't feel like it. It feels... I, I don't know. It just—it feels like it's been a really short period of time, but we have reached one year of Topical Resort. Yay! Woohoo! So a military one year celebration. Except, we've also reached one season, because next time on the Topical Resort, we'll be looping it back around to where it began, as we recover the only—or we, we re, not recover as in you know recover it, but we cover once again. The only lost episode of the show, the first episode, which is Sega Rhythm Games. Some fantastic games coming up on that list, such as the, uh, such as Let's Tap. Once again, Let's Tap is back. Samba Amigo is also back. Got some other stuff like Hatsune Miku, Project Mirai, Project Diva. Those two games. You've got one which I missed out the first time around, Cracking DJ. You've got Maya you've got Chuneetham. You've got quite a few games on that list, to be honest, but I will have a full list out next week. But as for now... I've been Viperate, eh? You guys have been awesome. I will catch you next time for the season finale of Season 1 of the Topical Resort. Capping off one year and one season the correct way. But as for now, you guys have been... Let's see who we've had down in the chat room. You've been Doomgirl. You've been Speed Lover. Oh yeah, Space Channel 5. I forgot. Sorry, Space Channel 5 is also technically a rhythm game. Unlike True tried to convince me last time, Rez is not a rhythm game. (laughs) So, Rez will not be on the list. So, we've had Jamie64326, we've had Callum, we've had Doomgirl, we've had Speedlover A.K.I. we've had Electric Boogaloo, we've had myself, we've had Shaddix, we've had Twinny, we've had Rapid Run, and we had a few other people earlier on. If I missed you out, I do deeply apologise. But uh, I want to thank you all so much for listening. I'll catch you all next week. Stay tuned. And, as always... Wait, hang on, I'm not going to say that. Uh, We're going to end off the show with a track from Sonic Unleashed because I intended this to be the only Unleashed track I played, but I ended up playing three. So, I didn't pick you, like, the final boss theme, because I thought that would almost be too obvious, but I picked you the second-to-last level theme. Actually, no, it's the final level. There's still a few bits in the game after this, there's so still a few more boss fights. The final level theme, and more specifically, the daytime version of it. So, from Sonic Unleashed, this is Eggman Land, the day version. But, thanks so much for listening to Topical Resort, I will catch you same time next week. But, as always, stay topical.